Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 21. this comment for us on my blog post about that particular um, episode that I was sharing on the blog at the time. And she said, I would love you guys to do a show on not taking yourself too seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're we're not laughing at you. No, 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 no. Laughing at ourselves. I've been, she, she goes on to say, I've been consciously making positive changes in my life for about a year now, namely meditating, simplifying and exercising. I really identify with you, and with you she means me, um, mm-hmm. because I am also an introvert and have a lot of troubles with social anxiety and awkwardness. That could be both of us. That's that could fine. be both of us. <laughs> she was talking to me. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. Um, since being more consciously aware of my mind state, I've noticed my social awkwardness getting worse somehow. I found it much easier to joke around and be lighthearted before I started paying attention to the inner workings of my mind. Did I write this comment Hmm. to myself? Um, Also, a lot of the things I'm interested in now, yoga, meditation, minimalism, are not things people necessarily enjoy talking about. I feel this is because I have perhaps been taking myself too seriously. Do you ever find this? And if so, how do you overcome it? (laughs) Now... Brooke, I feel you and I are kind of experts in taking ourselves too seriously, Um, so much so that just before the launch of this podcast, we were going to change the name at the last second to Existential with the tagline, A Beginner's Guide to Navel Gazing, Um, both because because we both enjoy indulging in some fairly over-the-top contemplation and self-examination, and we we thought that title was really funny. and then we tested it out on a few people and they just did not get it, um, which probably says something about us. Um, so, so we compromised and we, we, kept, we kept Let It Be, which has turned out to be a very great podcast title. Um, but you put in the show description in the early days, warning, con- contains extreme levels of earnest. Um, <laughs> so I guess a good way to kick off this podcast, this topic of taking ourselves too seriously, um, is where do you think the line is between a kind of endearing level of earnestness and taking ourselves too seriously? It's, a re- it's actually a really good question because we so often can slip into that over the top, everything is important and, and you know, central to my being thing when we're making these changes to the way we're and living. And people aren't taking me seriously. Yeah. This is important to me and you guys aren't buying into that. I think that's where the tension is when, particularly in that comment that you read out, you know, the person who wrote it said it's these things that I've shifted my life towards are not necessarily things that people want to talk about. And I feel like that there is maybe the tension because people aren't buying into the things that they've bought into. And as a result, they're feeling like they're being really, you know, kind of earnest and and maybe not the most fun to be around as a result because those things aren't they're not comedy and juggling and hula hooping um, yeah. you know? <laughs> and not cool things so do you think perhaps um finding your tribe 
is important in this regard because I, I guess I just think of things like that I love doing like writing and blogging and CrossFit and triathlon and triathlons in the past but back in the day triathlon and running and like you know if I want to they're things that really bip you know they're massive things in my life um but if I want to talk about those things to like my family or even aunt like they're just not interested in it and then yeah certainly in the past I've been quite offended at that I, I, I take I've taken it very personally as if them being very dismissive of the things that are important to me mm. have you found that yeah uh, absolutely and I think that's definitely a key to it I do just want to say before I go on that I still maintain that existential <laughs> a beginner's guide to navel gazing was a funny <laughs> title for the podcast <laughs> Can you guys please, please tweet us if you get it? Because, because it was like we, it was tongue in cheek. It was us saying we are fully aware of the fact that these are ridiculously navel gazy conversations to have, and we love them. So you know, I actually think <laughs> that that no was apology. that's right. That was kind of us not taking ourselves too seriously. Uh, that's like, so that's my <laughs> that's my uh, word on on that particular joke. But I agree with you. I think that we can sometimes kind of feel like we're being a downer if we're talking about these things that we're trying to improve or these issues that we're really passionate about and the people that we're talking to just don't get it. Like they either don't care or they're not on board or they're not as far down the path as we are. And I think that's where sometimes we can start to question ourselves. Am I really really just a drag to be around? No. It's just that the people that you're talking to about it maybe just don't get it. So there's a few things that you can do. You can stop talking to them about it and just enjoy the benefits of those things. You know, the benefits of minimalism, for example, is more freedom and more time. Uh, You know, so you could just go about enjoying those things and not necessarily draw the conversation down into the how you got there. And what I find is over time when people start to see you living in a different way, you know, you've made an improvement in some way and people start to see you enjoying the benefits of that, they're going to ask you about it. If they care about you, if they're a good friend or, you know, an insightful family member or partner, they will notice that and they will ask you about it. And people often ask me how to engage people with the idea of minimalism, for example. I say, well, you know what, you don't because it's you, you are going to sound like you're preaching yeah so instead you just live the way you want to live and that becomes an example and you're showing people rather than telling people so I think that can be a trap that as we get into something we're passionate about something we can all fall into I mean when Ben and I were doing the no sugar challenge we found ourselves talking about food all the time I'm like my god we are those annoying people that just constantly talk about food at parties and stuff well, this is funny because I and my husband um recently went gluten-free because um he has he's had these aching joints like he's 39 this year he's not old not young but not old either and um he's had aching joints for pretty much his whole adult life and he played basketball for a long time so assumed it was because of that um, but he hasn't played basketball for like 15 years. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you still have AE joints. Um, and I had read somewhere that gluten um, can cause inflammation um, that leads to aching joints. And I said to him, why don't you just try it? Like, what have you got to lose? You know, because finally he was like, you know, I've been talking to someone. And they said I should go see a doctor. And I'm like, yeah, go see a doctor. But how about try this thing first? Anyway, he tried it. And my God, like the 
I don't know if it's a placebo effect, but it was a pretty amazing placebo effect if it was because like within a week, like it, he such a noticeable difference and he just couldn't believe it. And now, of course, now he's Mr. Ernest on like he wants to convert <laughs> everybody to this gluten-free way of eating. And I'm like, this is just hilarious because he has always a bit made fun of me in the past, like when you know when I get into CrossFit and then suddenly I want everybody to do CrossFit and get into triathlon. I wanted everyone to give triathlon a go, and I'm like, you're doing the same thing. But I do think that that's interesting because I mean, so often it's when we're new to an idea and we're so passionate about it and yeah. so into the positive changes that we're seeing or that we could see or that we could see happening for you know the people that we're talking to. It's that I think that's where the the passion comes into it, and that's yeah. where we can maybe be overzealous in our presentation of our you know our yeah. points. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, yeah. I think exactly exactly it is just when especially especially when something is new to us and it's a revelation to us. Yeah, we just want to see everybody else experiencing and feeling that revelation too. And I think the key is to you know test it out, throw it out there. But if people are just they're not interested, then you just got to let it go. That's and, right, yeah. And, and as I said, not take offense or not take it as an, a personal indictment on yourself. And I think this is where we cross over into probably taking ourselves too seriously. And I've certainly done this for a long, long time um, in my life. And I've probably only just gotten on top of it in the last few years. Um, but it's when you take it as a personal indictment on you that they are not engaging with the things that you that are really you're passionate about and I feel this especially like we we want our partners and our really close friends to if there's something that we love and it's made a huge difference to our life and it's something we're very passionate about I think it's almost it's not it's very hard to take them not being interested in those things and I think it is actually quite hard not to take it as a bit of a personal indictment on this thing that you're doing, it's just dumb. Mm. <laughs> and I'm trying to think where, how and when I got past that because for a long time I did take it um, very personally and I did find it very upsetting um, that people close to me were not engaging with these things that I was passionate about in the same way that I was. Um, and I think, I don't know where I made the crossover, but in the end I just had to go get over it, mm. <laughs> Kelly, because <laughs> um, it's ruining your life. Like you're upset at people all the time because they're not taking things as seriously as you are. And um, I think I got to the point where I realised it was me and not them is probably the important place. Yeah, I think that's that's an interesting kind of realisation, I think, that uh, <laughs> like we, we've, I, I used to find myself in a similar sort of place, like why aren't you as interested in this as I am? So I just stopped talking about it. Honestly, I just did and I stopped thinking that my point of view on all these things was the only thing that mattered, <laughs> which, you know, I would never have consciously thought about it that way but the arrogance of getting offended when someone wasn't into what I was into, is like, that's exactly what I was doing. I was thinking that, you know, my point of view was – super important and central and everyone needed to hear it and they when actually don't. When you stop talking about it, um, when you stop talking about it, did you feel resentful at all? No, I felt I was no? fine. I just, um, I mean, You're to a, a point. better person than me. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really resentful. <laughs> I felt like I was having to dampen my enthusiasm and having to put a lid 
I hated putting a lid on my earnestness. I think that was the thing. I felt like it wasn't even so much the thing that I was being overtly earnest about. It was I felt like people were telling me to turn it down a little right. bit. Yeah, so and- see the thing is I'm actually we have earnest conversations and I'm a deep thinker and like I spend a lot of time in my head, but I'm actually not an earnest person. I'm quite sarcastic, which is the opposite of earnest. And I, I can be really brusque about things as well. And people, but, but then on yeah. the flip side, sometimes people think that I'm taking something really seriously when I'm genuinely not. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. I, don't know, I think I'm, I'm not as, as uh, inclined to kind of have those really, deep conversations as often. So it wasn't as big a stretch for me or as big a shift or change for me to kind of just open up my head and my world and just talk about a whole range of things. And that's just what I did. You know, I, I, I understand and accept that something might be interesting and important to me, but the person that I'm speaking to, they might be happy to talk to me about it for five minutes, but then let's move on, you know. Yeah, and they're probably not interested in a, um, like, you know, 30-minute discourse. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> which is not me anyway. I mean, the conversations that I get to have with you as part of this podcast are probably an except, like they're an exception to what I'm normally like. I, I'm quite happy to have ridiculously varied and wide-ranging conversations of stupidity. <laughs> More often than not, you know, and to a point where um, when we're in Canada, we met up with uh, an old friend who we haven't seen in 12 years and met his partner for the first time, just an awesome couple who we really got along super well with and had ridiculous laughs over, you know, a period of four or five days. And it wasn't until they got home and started listening to the podcast, the So Home podcast particularly, that they're like, I didn't know you were into all of this stuff, you know, and we had so much more in common than we initially thought. We just got along because, you know, they were good people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we just hit it off. But so I think that I actually don't talk about it much at all anymore and which is fine with me because it it allows me to talk about shit. Like I enjoy just talking (laughs) crap quite a lot. (laughs) It's interesting. I I will – if there's an opening in a con- like there's stuff I love talking about, certainly all, you know, the lifeless frantic stuff and, you know, making space, making white space and living our best lives. I am quite addicted to all that stuff. But I certainly I don't I don't try to insert that stuff to in into any kind of conversations. If it comes up and if I have something to something very practical that I can offer, um, I try not to what's the word? Um pontificate yep. and and you don't <laughs> and you don't that's not Thank you, you. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want you to hear what I'm saying and thinking that what no, I'm saying no, no. Is, is you know that you are because you're not at all it's yeah no that's it I, I definitely try to yeah so I mean, I'm talking people like say that might not know me or not might not know anything about me um and but and certainly if it can it comes up in the conversation I will start talking about it but I can quickly tell from their face whether something whether that's actually interesting for them and to keep going or whether to just go okay and that's you know that's just my thought and that and yeah let's talk about and, something and, else. and yeah let's talk about books yeah. um <laughs> or the weather <laughs> okay <laughs> um, so i think um i tried to do a little bit of research because i was like as i said to you i don't know where and when and how specifically i crossed over from being that what I have been described in an online forum in a past life as a serious little insect. What? 
by someone and um, it was true. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Kelly, you're just one of those serious little insects and you need to lighten up. And I was like, yeah, thanks for that. Um, (laughs) I'll take that on board. As long as you mean butterfly. (laughs) Yes. Um, But, you know, I did used to be that person that, yeah, I I was very serious about pretty much everything. Mm. Um, And... Yeah, I'm not sure where and when and how. Probably um, Ant has been waging a 21-year campaign to make me take myself less seriously and maybe it's finally kicking in, Um, (laughs) you know. um, And, yeah, so certainly these days, like, what do I do differently now? I think I'm much more able to laugh at myself. Um, So in the past, like, Ant would make a joke or he'd, make a bit of fun of me and I would like go oh oh, no but it's because of this or because of that and he's like I know I'm just having a laugh so I try not to justify everything now um he has called me Captain Justify in the past um and he tells me I'm Captain Justifying when I fall back into my old ways of oh oh, but but he's like Kelly just laugh just laugh at yourself and I'm like oh okay like a tutor um yeah so I think that that's the main thing is that I'm better able to now to straight up laugh at myself if someone's making fun of me and in a kind way like yes in a nasty yeah way. if someone's making fun of me I just laugh now and I don't try to go oh, oh, oh but anything I just laugh yeah um I yeah I, I mean I I would have said <laughs> that I did that but now when you're saying it I'm like oh no I still I do still throw in the yeah but come on I was only because you know don't you understand <laughs> sort of yeah thing. it's a really hard thing to stop doing when you've been doing it your whole it life it is so. yeah and I think sometimes I feel like I sway between the two extremes between like that and then it's just so self-deprecating that it's yeah. almost like painful to hear, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so that I'm I'm genuinely not taking myself too seriously because I'm an idiot, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I think that that has always impacted my seriousness level is I have a pretty severe resting bitch face, and <laughs> I I, really, I I genuinely do. <laughs> no, no, I'm laughing because I totally do as well. I look so, so like even I look in severe, photos, yeah. Like if someone's taking like passport photos, like you know, you're not allowed to smile in your passport photo. If my face is not smiling, I look like I want to kill you. It's just how it is. It's so, so bad. You know, I'm I'm exactly the same, and I think that actually coloured my uh, my experience growing up because people would either say one of two things to me, like, smile, it's not that bad. Uh, Like, yeah, thanks very much. That's great. That's really helpful. Um, And the other thing would be, uh, like, what's wrong? Are you okay? And it's just my face. Just leave me alone. (laughs) I'm perfectly fine and happy. Just my face. That's just how I was born. Okay, get used to it. You're going to see a lot of it. But I think that kind of made me really sensitive of the fact that, Um, maybe I do look like I'm too serious and then it also sort of led me to think that there was something wrong and I was really serious so I sort of I think that's why I still like a crazy person sway between the two of like being really self-deprecating and then also still take myself a bit too seriously sometimes but I feel like I'm in a much healthier place in regards to that now. Definitely. I, did too. I just thought of something I think the other thing from that really impacts one taking themselves too seriously um 
which is something I do a lot and it is kind of hardwired into me so there's not too much I can do about it, is I do overthink and I do think too much, well, certainly when I'm meeting new people, about what they think about me mm-hmm. and what I am presenting to them and what value I'm adding to their life because, you know, I can't just meet someone and go, hey, how's it going? I go, what value can I add to your life? Right. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That <laughs> is taking yourself way too seriously. I have to say um, that's never coming to my mind. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, and, so, and this is um, a little bit of a shyness thing in that I'm like, I'm not going to talk to you unless I can add value to your sure. life. So it's a coping mechanism as well. Yeah, and like what the hell kind of pressure is that to put on a conversation, especially with someone that you've just met? So, yeah, I I think that is something that I'm like aware of now and I have to tell myself that that's ridiculous and just have a conversation with the person and just deal. When the conversation gets awkward, just deal and then kind of extract yourself from it when you can. So, yeah. of course, like um, the, our listener mentioned the awkwardness of conversations in her, um, in her question and the, the social anxiety. So that's what shyness is. Shyness is a social anxiety. It's separate to introversion, but I will say mm-hmm. it's a bad combination with introversion. Yes. Just saying. Um, so, yeah, sh- shyness is that social anxiety of, you know, wanting to control what people think, not being in control of what people think, um, having to want, wanting to say the right thing, not knowing what the right thing is. Um, and so, yeah, you just get overly anxious and end up, yeah, end up making things awkward yeah. ultimately. I mean, um, I, I feel yeah. like that's if, – if I was – if I just let myself, let my brain run away, run away with itself, that's what I would still do. But I feel like over the last few years, I've just came up, come up with some coping mechanisms for that. And it's, yeah. it's basically just understanding that people aren't thinking about you nearly as much as you think they are. You know, you might have tripped over your words and um, like this is, this is what worked for me. It may not work for anyone else. But to just understand that people are wrapped up in their own stuff. They're not looking at how awkwardly you're holding your hands or what you're doing with your feet or, you know, if you're blushing or not. You know, you know people just aren't paying nearly as much attention as we think that they are or that we fear that they are. And for me to realize that and to just forge ahead and say the things that need to be said and kind of just extricate myself from a conversation when it's clearly over and get over that gut churning kind of awkward feeling that comes with it and go, well, that's people bumping into people in life. You know, that's what it's all about. And not replaying that conversation over and over, which again is something that I'm very prone to doing is like I'll think about I'll have said something a bit awkward and I'll just be like, (laughs) there was this mum from school that I don't know what it is, but every conversation I have ever had with her, and there's been like maybe three, has just ended up awkwardly and, of course, with me thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to have to email her and go, you know how I said that thing? That's not what I meant. That's I, I didn't mean it in that way. I, you know, I kind of um, one day we were kind of just walking through the school gate together and she was really dressed up and um, and she said um, and I said, oh, are you going to work today? And she's like, yeah, I'm back working full time now. And I was like, oh, man, that must suck. Um, and that came from me because I was like when I was trying to work full-time with kids at school, sure, it was just yeah. a nightmare. Oh, so I said, oh, what a nightmare. And she goes, oh, no, I really like working. And I was like I have replayed that conversation 
so many times in my head. I can't look <laughs> at her without thinking about it. I wanted desperately to email her and go, you know how I said what a nightmare? That that was nothing to do with you and everything to do with me. And and you know what? She wouldn't have given that conversation a second thought. No. Like she would have just gone to work. She yeah. wouldn't have gone to work going, oh, my God, I can't believe Kelly just said that to me. Like what an idiot. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, and it's just like, yeah, so these, this is what I've gotten better at yep. um, is going, it happened, that person is not thinking about what you just said. And what I have to kind of get to the point of doing is pretending like I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke's like, where are you going with this, Kelly? Um, that was not what I expected you to say. I will, I will say that. I'm trying to think of the best analogy for this. When I'm drunk, I have much fewer inhibitions. Yes. And I will talk much more freely and care much less about what anybody thinks about me. So whenever I find my and, – and unfortunately for me, I don't drink a lot. Um, this is a problem. I should drink more. Um, <laughs> You know, especially before and after school drop-offs. Oh, definitely before school <laughs> drop-offs. Um, but this is the thing. So I, whenever I kind of catch myself being a bit tight and a bit overthinking and a bit taking myself too seriously, I kind of just cast my mind back to a situation where I was a bit drunk and having just a great conversation with someone and not caring too deeply where it went, how I looked, what they were thinking, blah, blah, blah. And... <clears throat> I just remind myself that that was a great conversation. Everybody had a good time and I didn't go away like analysing every second mm-hmm. of it the next day. And so I kind of, yeah, I try to take myself to that state. I know what it feels like when I'm loose and happy and chilled and just able to, yeah, not take myself too seriously. And I kind of just, ref- I use that as almost like a little reference point for when I catch myself in the situation of being a bit tired and a bit anxious and thinking too much, I just revert return my brain to that situation and then I almost kind of quite visibly relax and go oh yeah that's right that people yeah. don't care as much as you think they, they don't do. and it's like and that's not a harsh thing that's 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 a helpful thing for me you know people are wrapped up in their own stuff and they're just not thinking about you nearly as much as you think that they are or fear yeah. that they are you know um it's funny actually I'm just looking at the notes that we made uh, about today's episode and, and you sort of finished up by, I'm not sure if this is you or an article that you've copied, but um, I desperately wanted people to take me seriously. Like that was the reason for doing all these things, you know, and having yes. these behaviours. And I just realised that I don't think I ever wanted anyone to take me seriously. I want people to think that I'm funny um, and kind of <laughs> carefree and I take that seriously, <laughs> which is mental. That's funny because I know I do want people to take me seriously. I, I think I look at it as a respect thing, like I want to be respected. I, um, I highly value being respected by my peers um, and by the people I love. So I feel like when they're not taking me seriously, it's that, and again, this is a me thing, um, I see it as a sign of disrespect. And again, we have to remember that it's not a sign of disrespect, it's just they're just not into that thing at the same level mm. that you are. So it's, um, yeah, it's an interesting process. And what I would say to our listener who left that comment, um, I feel you, I could have written that exact same comment myself clearly. Um, and I think the only way to kind of get yourself to a place where it's not affecting your life, and because this is the thing, it's like it's not such a bad thing, 
if it's not affecting your life. Yep, that's but, right. Yeah, you know, but if it is making you unhappy and if it is affecting relationships, yeah, then I think that's when we have to um, self-reflect in a way that and realise that the way that we're feeling is us and not something that someone is putting onto us. Yeah. I think we we really did cover the, the whole gamut of what it means to take ourselves seriously and not seriously. <laughs> I don't even know how to end this podcast. No, but you, I, you know I like ending in a quote. You know I like wrapping things up nice and tidy, but I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's up to you, Brooke. I am going to leave you with a ridiculous laugh because <laughs> I've got nothing to say. Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag Let It Be Pod. Or uh, head over to letitbe.fm and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. And finally, if you wanted or felt, you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And, um, you know, we, we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then... Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, podcast.